Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, what's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Dave? What's up? And everyone else. If they were were a webcam, a GoPro or whatever in here to let you see what's going on right before we go live. For those of you that are watching, that would be pretty cool. (laughs) We need to set set one up just as like... (laughs) Just for the online live viewers. We've talked about it. Just Just having a room cam. On any other behind the scenes audio stuff place you would. don't see. There's no audio. There's just very nice lo-fi music playing, and all of a sudden you see Ezra like. Just, <laughs> there's just no. There's just nobody. Nobody on uh, in any of our audio platforms would be able to benefit from it. <laughs> nah, that's true. But it would still just be. That right means there you should check out show. our YouTube page. Hey, free plug. Here's the plug. <laughs> if you want to see the shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> So we're going to talk about setting the standard, set the standard today, set the standard, um, man, standards, you know, like if you were, I, uh, I think God, I didn't have these kind of parents. I really didn't, but, um, you know, you see movies, horrible movies and you hear, and hopefully no one watching or in the, in the room here had this, this type of parent. I know as his parents, I know Mike's parents, um, I know as is a little better. And I know they weren't this way, but I mean, the kind of parents like the old school, they'll be like, you know what, you know, you need to lift up the standard in your life. You're letting me down. You know, you know, you, you call yourself a Bauckham, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like think, you know what I'm saying? The movies or the shows, you know, that you would see a, a parent depicted that way. Thank God we didn't. Right. But when I think of standards, let's not think of that way. Let's not think of, let's not think of letting somebody down. I want us to I want us to I want us to view this the standard we're going to talk about today as setting a mark to aim at setting a uh, a goal setting setting a place where you can fix your eyes and then in and rise to and you know there is there are uh times and I think it's very important that we need to discuss to our teams you know to our kids you know to ourselves that we need to lift the standard. But the way we need to say that is, hey, listen, you you deserve better. You know, you were made for better. You know, I'm a big declaration guy. And um, <clears throat> I'll send declarations based around the word of God out a lot. And I read those over my life. And and if I were to pull them up right now, you know, they'd it would it would be it would be easy because I have it in my notes and it would be uh, my notes in my phone for myself. And it would say things like this. I just pulled them up. I've got a hundred of them. I just, just write them, put them in these notes, put them here. A couple of examples. And this is my, uh, this is, this is a way we can set a standard. This is declaring God's word. And look, we're not measuring up to God's word, no matter how good we are. I mean, we can be, we can have the best day today, right? The absolute best day we've ever had. And if we compare it and measure it to the standard that Jesus Christ set, then we're going to, then, we're, then it's, it's going to pale in comparison. But we strive for that. And the good news is God's grace is sufficient. There's no condemnation. And we're working towards that. However, the way to set those standards, I believe, is one way you can do it is through declarations. I'm going to give you a couple examples of some declarations that are just in my notes. There's hundreds. A couple here. 
I'm, I am filled. I love that. I am filled with the knowledge of God in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. As I learn more about how God works, I lean how I learn how to do my work. The spirit of God guides me to make wise decisions for my future. Colossians 1, 9, John 16, 13. I'm going to send a couple of them to you, Sam, so you can, I'll, I'll copy and you can paste. Would you guys like them in the notes? Would you guys like to have them in the notes? If you'd like to have them in the notes, just someone say, I do, please. So you, I can know someone's listening. I'm going to send them to you, Sam. All right. I'm going to read a couple more. Just bear with me. But you know, these are, these are ways in which we can actually set a standard in our life. All right. So let me read another here. Okay, I'm gonna put these on the screen in a second. God delights. You want to know how God, what God feels about your prosperity. So God wants you to set a standard in your life, not of greed. The Bible says that the love of money is the root of all evil. And if you really translate that into the meaning, it's really the lust of money. And I'll give you like an example, maybe an extreme example, but an example. If if someone's a pimp, you know, I mean, if somebody, you know, and, and there's a lot of issues there, but let's just say, or somebody, you know, runs. Uh, you know, a, uh, I'm thinking sexual here, I guess it doesn't have to be that, but if somebody runs, you know, uh, a strip club, you know I mean? There's a lot of money in those types of things, right? Oh yeah. This, this, this is a legitimate legal business, but it, there's no good out of it. It's not like you, God's going to, if you listen, if you get saved and you're running a strip club, you deserve to be saved. I mean, you don't deserve, but you, you just like anyone else, God died for you. Okay. So let me just tell you, Jesus died for the strip club owner, just like anyone else. But can I tell you factually, there's a, there's a couple of things I don't know, but let me tell you something I do know. It won't be long before God says, Hey, uh, sell the strip club, give it away, burn it down, whatever, leave that industry. You can't remain in God and obviously run that. It's just, it's just not good. I mean, that's going to be something God deals with you on. I, pretty pretty much, can I get an amen? Amen. amen. But so the love of money would be like, you know what? The, the the lust of money would be if I'm using, if I'm abusing people to get money, it doesn't really matter, right? That's the lust of money. There's a form of greed. If I'm, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, you know, a, a, the tip head of a hedge fund that is really burning people for my benefit and I'm taking advantage of people, that is the lust of money. The Bible says the lust of money is the root of all evil. Not the not money, because in another place in the Bible, it says that money answers all things. So God wants us to, I said all that because God wants you to be prosperous and it's there in the notes. God delights in my prosperity. There's an exclamation point there when I did that, when I did this, this declaration, because I want you to know that it's exciting. God delights in my prosperity. He gives me power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant upon the earth. So you got to finish it out. He delights in my prosperity. By the way, success is the ability to pay your bills, the ability to, you know, uh, not, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul, the ability to lay your head down at night and know that, you know, you ate and that you have the ability to eat tomorrow and, you know, that you, your bills are paid. You know, you're not going to get evicted. I mean, that, that success is that. But here's the thing. Prosperity is when you're so successful that it overflows from you. You have the ability. You're a conduit. You're prosperous where you can help other people become a success. You can help other people pay their bills. Other people lay their head down at night knowing they're going to eat tomorrow. So success and prosperity are different. But God delights in my prosperity, my ability to help others. He gives me power to get wealth. That's the Bible, folks. You don't like David. I don't like what you're saying. Well, then take it up with God because Deuteronomy, that's, that's what Deuteronomy 8 says. He gives me the power to get wealth that he may 
not me. He may establish his covenant. See, it's all about him. What am I doing with that money? I talked to you guys about marketplace yesterday. I talked to you guys about that vision. So that's, that's one of the things I declare. Where's the other one? Scroll up to the other one, Sam. Are they all in there? Did you do all four that I sent no, you? No, I just did the one that you talked about. The first. Okay, yeah, so do the third one. Okay. I'm sorry, I thought they were in there. Yeah, you. so go ahead and paste that in there. So I can, so I'm going to go ahead and look at it from, from this point of view. All right, so let's give you another one really quick. Just Hopefully this is good because we're talking about setting a standard today. We're going to take our time. We can do this over a couple of days. All right, so here's another one. I, no, again, make it personal. Set the standard. When you go to set a standard, it starts with you setting the standard for you, right? I honor the Lord with my wealth and the first fruits of my business. Well, I don't have a business. Well, your job, you know, your finances, right? Your, your endeavors, your dream. If you're wanting to do something, if you're wanting to open a business, if you're wanting to start something, begin to sow into it, sow into the Lord in, on behalf of that. I honor the Lord with my wealth, whatever that is, and my, in the first fruits of my business, I have more than enough and my business continues to grow as I give this is Luke 6, okay? This is a word. As I give, it is given to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. By the way, the end of that scripture in Luke says, God shall cause men to give to my bosom. So we're talking about men. I know God used a raven to feed the prophet. He spoke through a donkey. You know, I, I, I you know, he, uh, he dropped manna from heaven and there's, you know, he parted a red sea. He used supernatural signs to get people's attention, but he also most of the time used men and women. So Luke, uh, Luke six says that God will cause men to give to your bosom. So when you're doing these things and you're giving, it'll be given back to you in good measure. You know, listen, it's not just about money, but it can be more time given back to you. It can be strategies. It can be adding good people to your business. It can be pairing you with somebody that's going to see that dream and that vision. Amen. And then I like this one. Uh, this is just, it can apply to anything, right? No, no attack. This is the word of God, Isaiah 54. No attack formed against me or my business. No attack formed against me or my finances. No attack formed against me or my family. Put the word of God into action, right? No attack formed against me or my business will prosper. Amen? Set a standard. Set a standard. What does that standard look like? It reminds me of, and I don't know how well you'll remember this, but I remember it clear as day. Years ago, when I first started working here, I had set the standard that I got to work every morning at 7.30. Mm -hmm. I started at 8, but I got to work at 7.30. Normally, I was here with my manager because he got there early as well. And there was one morning... Every morning, Dave came into the office. It was like 8.05, almost on the dot. Dave came in, and Dave had his normal routine when he walked in. There was one morning Dave walked in, and I wasn't at my desk. I don't know if you remember this yet. Yes. Hey, Dave remember. And I don't remember exactly, but I remember the specific. It was the one so day you did. You, 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 you looked at Blaisdell and said, hey, you know, where's, where's Sheriff? And Blaisdell's like, I don't know. I guess he's running a little bit late. Like 10 minutes goes by and y'all still haven't heard a word from me. And you start I telling about Blaise, to call 911. <laughs> he starts, he literally has Villa call or he has Blaisdell call on my phone. No answer, no answer. Like 20 minutes goes by. Villa is like, yo, do you know which way he drives to work? Can you like, can you look up his address and figure out which way he drives to work? Cause like it's, it's odd that he's not here and we haven't heard from him. So like maybe we can like drive to make sure he wasn't like in an accident or something. Ultimately what happened was my phone fell under my bed and my alarm had just, my phone had died because my alarm was going off. And I think you guys finally called my dad, who was my emergency contact. And my dad was standing in the doorway of his house because I still lived with them. 
And he's like, why are they calling me looking for you? <laughs> and it was like 830. But I had set the standard that I was there. You every... missed the standard, man. <laughs> and I said, but I had set the standard that I was always there. And it was just when you were talking about setting the standard, it made me laugh because I was I always think about that story. <laughs> Look up the word standard for a second. Let's, let's, so let's break this down because I think it's important that we understand what we're dealing with. Let's look up the word standard, right? A level of quality or attainment. Okay, how about this? An idea or thing used as a measure. How about this? Common norm. Okay, I don't mean norm on Cheers, right? Even though norm was a standard. Like, it's funny his name was Norm if you watch Cheers yeah. because when he walked in, he was a standard, and if he wasn't sitting at the end of that bar stool right there, they were like, what's going on? Where's Norm? Maybe that's why they named him that. That's I don't probably, know. I was going to say, I think that that's the deeper meaning behind why they named him Norm. He was a standard, right? So an idea, a measure, think, used as a measure, a norm or model in comparative evaluations, okay? Used or accepted as normal or average. Are you getting the picture here? I mean, we're talking about a standard, right? We're talking about a level, but not just any level because, you know, you, you, I honestly, I think standards should be used always not for, Hey, are you lowering the standard? You know, I, I get that, but really standards should be used to set it here because it's a level of quality or attainment. Now you can have poor quality and, and, and it's, and it's a poor standard, but the, the reality is, you know, we should be raising the bar. You know, when I'm working out last night, I, I, I went, to my gym, I go, you know, every Tuesday uh, is one of the days I go and I'm there and it wasn't, it wasn't my best night. I didn't really feel it, you know, but I realized that he was raising the standard on me. He was raising the bar on me. And if you stay the same, you know, in, in where you're comfortable, or if you stay relatively close to it, then you can kind of, you can kind of fake that. You know, he constantly, constantly, uh, constantly is asking me, Hey, so how, during the, you know, as we go around the, the, uh, the sets or whatever, Hey, how's that? We're going to come back to this one here. We do one, two, three, four, whatever, come back to this machine. How was the weight on that? And, you know, and I, I'm not a, I, you know, I, I, about that. I, I'm just not a good liar. I'm like, he's looking at me. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's fine. He's like, is it fine? Or is it, is it, can it be, can you do more? And I'm like, oh, no, I mean, I could do more. And one time I remember he even got me to the place where I said, how's the weight? And he, I said, it's fine. And I was thinking it's light. You know, and I, I walked over and I, and I said, you know what? It's actually light. He goes, all right, that's what I'm talking about. And he raised it. And so the deal is always trying to raise the standard. Now you gotta be careful because that's where you can get into. I think the love of money, the lust of money, you can, if, if it's financially, if you're always trying to raise the standard and you don't stop to be grateful and thankful and content with what you have. Okay. It's not always about making more money, but it's about progress. And I, I, progress is a word that you guys need to write down and you need to make sure that you keep in front of you. If you're, it, it's always about progression. It's always about moving forward. Let me just give you an example. If you're not, if you're not moving forward, somebody would say, right, you're moving backward. Well, you go, that's foolish. And you go, Dave, I don't really, I never got that statement because yeah, okay. If I'm not moving forward, I'm not going backward. I'm just standing still. Well, I'm going to tell you the only thing that stands still, okay, is something that's stagnant. And something in, 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 in something that's decaying, you know, and, it, and it's standing still. An old car you throw in the yard, let grass grow up around it. You know, you think five years from now, it's just going to be dirty and so forth. No, it's going to be decayed because it's, st it's staying still and it's, and it's, and it's it decaying. And so I'm going to tell you that you know, my grandparents had this little koi pond. I told this story before, but this koi pond was, was long, had long since seen its koi. 
I mean, it was, it was, there were no koi. I, matter of fact, I don't remember koi in it. I only to this day, knowing what a koi pond is now think it was a koi pond at one point because that's what it was built for. Okay. It, then I thought it was like just a square with black water in it. And, you know, so they had it in the backyard and I used to like to walk around it as a kid. And she's like, my grandma's like, Hey, be careful. Don't fall into that. That's nasty. And I'd fall into it once in a while and you get it. And it was just disgusting scum pond scum and it was just disgusting and it had tadpoles in it you know and and so here's the thing that water was stagnant and remained still and inside of it grew death inside of it was just disgusting water no life i mean the tadpoles barely lived and and i want to tell you that what what what's living when it comes to a body of water is a river you step in a river and you step out you step back in you're in a different place in the water and so I want to encourage you, progress is the word we need to look for when setting a standard. Let me just give you a scripture in Ephesians 4.1. I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Ephesians 4.1. Let me give you something here. So, you know, Dabo Sweeney, I love him. He's a coach at Clemson uh, University. And when Dabo took the job back in, uh, I think, 2008, 2009, you know, he shared a bold vision. I mean, this is Clemson University has a great history of school, no matter what your, your, your alma mater is or what your team is. And Clemson wasn't historically my team. I respect him and I actually root for them because I like him a lot. But he said, my vision is to make Clemson so good that all the other programs want to be like us. He got the job and he hasn't start, stopped raising the bar since then. So I want to say this, creating a standard to live up to helps you and I fulfill our potential and ultimately becomes everything and ultimately become everything we're made to be. And it helps us eliminate excuses. And that's what I want to, I want to really nail home as we kind of round this thing off in the last half of the show. Okay. It helps us eliminate excuses and, 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 and creating a standard also helps us reject shortcuts. These are the things you want to type in. Sam, type these in the notes if you don't mind. So number one, it helps us eliminate excuses. How many excuses have you used to keep you from reaching the destiny God has for you. Now, I don't mean the overall destiny. I, mean, I don't mean like, you know, what it's going to look like when you're 85, okay? You're never going to stop growing. But wh- how many excuses? So you can say, you got the notes, Sam. So creating a standard helps us. Yeah, just put it in. There you go, okay. Helps us eliminate excuses. How many excuses have you used? Number two, it helps us reject shortcuts. Listen, a shortcut can be a good thing inside of certain business. There's hacks, right? There's things that we can do to save time. I don't view those as shortcuts. I view those as a better way. I view those as maybe somebody's invented a better way. A shortcut, by the way, is not a road. You know what I mean? But I can tell you that a road was created as a shortcut, I guess, but it was created really as a better way. Because the reality is you can not take a road. You can climb over the mountain, through the woods, cross the stream if you want to. You get it? But, but the reality is when we create a standard, it helps us eliminate excuses, but also helps us reject shortcuts. And I'm talking about the shortcuts that you've taken and I've taken that have not served us well. The shortcuts that, that have not, that have taken us off of the things that God's trying to help create in us. Number three, it helps us avoid compromise. These are the three things that are kill your standard. So excuses will kill your standard. Shortcuts will, ex- will kill your standard and compromise will kill your standard. Okay? 
So a standard creates three things. Okay. So number one, creating a standard, it creates three things. It creates accountability. And, 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 you know, accountability, it creates mindset. It it creates the right mindset and it creates the right culture. So number one, it creates, it creates accountability. Number two, it creates the right mindset because look, mindset is something that you have to check every day. And then when you're, when you're creating a standard, it, when you, when you create a standard, it helps create the right mindset in you because your standard is what you measure it up against. So if you get up, look, everyone has a bad day. Everyone has a sore sometimes. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing it. So the standards that we set define what we strive to become. So if you and I, if you and I, understand what it is that we want to become and what it is that we want to do and where it is that we want to go. When, when we create a standard, it will help define what you strive to become. Because the reality is this, how many times have you and I felt like we were supposed to do something, be something, go somewhere, but really not know how to get there. And you know, standards will help us to find that because look, here's the reality. Reality is vision is not enough. The reality is the vision is just not enough. It's a piece of the puzzle. You visionaries, I'm speaking to you for a second. Vision is not enough. You have to create a standard because vision will only get you started. Vision will only get you started. It will lay an overall blueprint, but there's going to be potholes in the road. There's going to be turns and there's going to be hurdles and there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be changes. There's going to be elements. There's going to be weather. There's going to be things that go on. And when you create a standard, then you, it helps define what you strive to become. It helps define it. And sometimes that, listen, sometimes I know that we want to see the big picture in the beginning, but sometimes that definition, sometimes it's defined day by day. Sometimes it's defined before lunch and after lunch, and it's okay, but a standard will help define that. I found it helpful to phrase this, okay, as I will statements, going back to the declaration. So now I'm going to give you a couple of, of, of other declarations, and we can post these as well in the um, comment. So this is the mind portion. So let's look at mind, body, spirit here, okay? So the mind portion would be, in the scripture, Romans 12, 2, I will, and this is, I will ignore the noise. I will win the battle of the mind, crushing the lies of the enemy that attempt to discourage, focusing on what is true and right. And then we're going to use Romans 12, 1 and 2 to reference that. That's the mind. Okay, let's look at the body for a second. I will keep my temple pure. I will honor God by turning away from visual garbage in protecting my body from sexual sin. Come on. This is first Corinthians. We'll use six, 19 and 20 on this. Now let's look at the spirit. I will keep my eyes on Jesus. We talked yesterday in Hebrews 12 too, right? The author and the finisher of my faith. I will keep my eyes on him, looking to him, the author and the finisher of my faith. I will keep my eyes on Jesus. I know that I can accomplish nothing This is it, folks, right here. I can accomplish nothing. You got to get this down in your spirit. By the way, 
Dave, how do you know? Well, you know what? Here's, here's how I know. And it's the same way you know that we can accomplish nothing without him. Ready? Ask your past self. <laughs> Ask yesterday you. Just, just call yesterday you up and go, hey, by the way, I got a question for you. Can you do anything without him? No. Man, if we could just be Bill and Ted. That's the second Bill and Ted reference this week. If we can just be Bill and Ted, right? Go back in time and tell our yesterday you, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Don't text that. Don't type that. Don't read that. Don't look at that. Don't watch that. Don't invest in that. Don't work there. I will keep my eyes on Jesus. I know that I can accomplish nothing, not a zero, if I get disconnected or distracted from him and his purposes. That's John 15. Let's use that as a reference. So I think these I will statements, right? These standard statements, these declarations that I put out for you today, use them, borrow them, steal them, whatever you got to do. These statements can help you stay focused on who you want to be and how you want to behave and what it's going to take to get there. These things form the standard that you will aspire to live up to and ultimately the legacy you leave behind because that's what it's ultimately about. Listen, all of us have one thing in common. Every man is appointed unto man once, right, to die. So what's that legacy that we're going to leave behind to our kids? Amen? So what standard will you set for the things you're willing to see? For your mindset, for how you will handle negativity? What standards will you set for the things you are willing to see? For your mindset and how you will handle negativity? What standard will you set for how you will be how you will keep your body pure and healthy so that you honor God. Man, let me tell you something. What standard will you set so you stay connected to Jesus and fill your heart and soul with his truth that brings life? A couple of scriptures you can, um, you can paste these in, Sam, if you want. These are some scripture references you guys can use. The Colossians 1, 9, Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. I want to give you some things you can go back and read. Look, because I, I, I want you to, man, you know, I want you to get it. Amen. Standard. Set the standard. We need some standard bearers that are listening right now. Look up standard bearer definition, Mike. Let's see what this says. A soldier who is responsible for carrying the distinctive flag of a unit, regiment, or army, a leading figure in a cause or a movement. Man, wouldn't it be great to have a standard bearer? A standard bearer for Jesus. Come on. That's what we are. We're standard bearers. You don't got to wear a cross around your neck or you don't have to get, you know, you don't have to get things on your own. you like, like this. You don't have to do that to be a standard bearer. I mean, you, you just, just walk in it, live in it. People, God will draw people to you. They want to know how you're doing it. They want to know where your peace comes from. They want to know where your joy comes from. They want to know how you are keeping things together when everyone else around them can't. And it's going to open up the door for you to tell them about the way and the reason you could do it. But set a standard. Amen. Set a standard for your business. I'm done. What do you got, Mike, for a song? Song of the day today, because I feel like if we're set, we're talking about setting a standard. Um, it came to my mind, especially with the issues I've had this morning. Um, uh, it's a song called "This Is How I Fight My Battles." 
If you make that your standard, you know, how are you going to ever lose? And I didn't copy the link. <laughs> it's one of those days. Oh, I did copy it. It's one of those days. It's one of those days. It's good stuff. So, so what's it called? Surrounded? Surra you know the song. This, is, this is How I Fight My Battles. You know yeah. the song. Oh, yeah. I love it's that. called, officially it's called Surrounded, but everybody knows it is. This is, is How I the Fight. Is the Upper Room version? Yeah, that's Upper Room. That's very cool. I mean, Michael W. Smith was the original writer of it. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I like Michael W. Smith, but I like Upper Room's version a little bit well, better. Upper Room kind of just, uh, it's spontaneous. Yeah, they have the... Dwell in it. Yeah. Upper Room. <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to dive into, uh, we're going to dive into how to cross this over. We talked, we talked about setting the standards. So tomorrow we're going to dive into how to, how to bleed this into your potential and how to, how to continue to, to, to pursue that. And we're going to tie it in. It's going to tie in real well and you're not going to want to miss it. Amen. Amen. See you guys tomorrow. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.